It's March 27, 2019. Welcome to another edition of Bite Marks Cafe, where we serve you the first bite of today's technology, innovation, and entrepreneurship. I'm Bert Lum, and of course, uh, first up, we have Mickey Tomita, and she's from the Education Incubator. She's going to join us to tell us about a sharing economy workshop. Then we'll talk to Lilia, Lilia Marin, and Alec Wagner, and we'll be... Uh, kind of going through the progress that's been happening with Purple Prize. But first off, I want to uh, welcome Mickey Tomita back to Bite Marks Cafe. And of course, she's with the Education Incubator. And there's a series of interesting workshops. And one of them that I wanted to highlight is happening tomorrow. It's called the, it's actually about the sharing and circular economy. Welcome to the show, Mickey. Thank you, Bert. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm glad that uh, there's all kinds of things that you're up to, and there's all kinds of reasons to have you back on the show, just like, <laughs> just like Alex. I mean, this guy's going to be a regular already. <laughs> so, so, Mickey. Better watch out. Job security for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Mickey, so tell me, you know, what exactly, how would you characterize sharing economy is, mm. you know, obviously kind of the sharing environment, but what is a circular economy? That's an excellent question. So, um, what I would, when I think about the circular economy, I think about um, the catchphrase is sort of designing with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. So, when we think about through the entire life of a product from its development all the way to when we find that it's at the end of its use, how have we designed for the least extractive and the most use out of that lifetime? Um, including parts of the sharing economy. So they have this overlap, right, where, like, if part of what we are are trying to promote is that we are um, we have the most um, highest and best use of all the materials and all of the services and all the human capital, the people that are associated with a project or, or a product, um, then then most times what that will mean is that we, we don't let it sit idle for very long or waste away on a shelf or or, um, or go to waste in, in our garbage cans and things like that. And so we end up having that sharing principle um, throughout our economy where we are sharing tools, sharing mm-hmm. books, sharing rides, um, really trying to borrow before we buy. And, and all of that kind of weaves together with that circular approach to designing for um, very low impact on our environment. So when you talk about circular, though, I mean, you're talking about, you know, in a way like of a life cycle of a product. So if a product is manufactured and it takes a whole bunch of resources out mm-hmm. of the ground to actual manu- actually manufacture, and then it goes through a process where people use it and maybe it gets shared over a period of time. And then there may be an end of life for that product. Mm-hmm. So how does that how does that weave into the the economy? How does how does an end of product contribute to mm-hmm. the economy? So um, one of the things that I think we spend a lot of time thinking about with the circular economy is um, what does an end mean? Mm-hmm. Is there another? Is there an end to upcycling? Is there an end to recycling? Um, are there sometimes in our recycling processes it's actually worse for the environment? Those processes become more extractive, and we think we're doing something good by saying like, "Oh, we're going to recycle this," mm-hmm. um, not realizing that that recycling is actually hugely environmentally impactful in a negative way um, for the sake of our conscious saying like, oh, we didn't throw it away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we think about circular economy and circular um, design, then it really is about thinking about um, birth to earth or cradle to cradle. You mm-hmm. know, like what are all the steps and what are all the byproducts that are going to happen at each of those steps? Um, and in terms of the economics, I think that, um, well, first, there 
I believe that we're moving towards a trend in our in our local communities and trying to redefine economics for our local and grounded communities, something more along the lines of wealth and health and abundance and not so much like how much money did we save or earn. Um, and so when we come at it from that point of view, then sharing and circular thinking really makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, tell me a little bit about the uh, specifics of the workshop. What do you want to cover and what do you want people to leave with? That is a great question. So what we would like is for anybody with any kind of ideas and any kind of inspiration around how we might share better or what we might add into in terms of the circular kind of ecosystem here, um, we want them to bring all those ideas. And and if not ideas, then just their, their like willpower and their abilities because our focus in this workshop is to feature a local um, entrepreneur or um, or business that is a part of a sharing or circular economy. So mm-hmm. we'll have one featured speaker, um, and our plan is to have several of them throughout the workshop series. And then the focus for this workshop is really around docking stations. So having seven or eight different um, tables where people can sit and just talk about, do we want to plan a share fest mm-hmm. where every quarter people bring down everything that they have that is gently used that they would think would be a value to someone else that they're not really using anymore and put that back into the system for people to share and to choose from. Other things might be um, a book club. I know that there's um, that Cody Lestelle is very much interested in a keiki care hui. How do mm-hmm. we bank our time together for the benefit of caring for our children in our very busy lives? And so those are some of the ideas that will be shared, um, including the dinner party app. So there is someone coming to share about um, inviting people to eat at your table with your family um, for a fee um, as part of that sharing economy. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as the um, uh, process, I guess, to develop some of these ideas. So the workshop is uh, tomorrow. But are there going to be follow ups mm-hmm. to this? Yeah, so the workshop itself is 6 to 8 p.m. And we at Halawi Nana Makapa'akea and Mo'ili'ili. And we um, we encourage people to bring a potluck item to practice our sharing, um, plant-based if possible, because we also promote blue zones and healthy living. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, it's about sharing what's important to you and what represents wealth to you. Um, and then during that 6 to 8 o'clock time, we'll have um, one of our speakers about the dinner party app. And then people will work in their docking stations. And in that, they'll decide next steps. Because really, Samantha from Honolulu Soup and Dore from Kokua Market and myself, um, we just brought these ideas together and wanted to create a space for people to come and gather and have their own ideas. It wasn't our intention to hold on to it mm-hmm, or to be the mm-hmm. coordinators of it in perpetuity, but to really, as Halawi Nana is the house for sparking creativity and creation, we wanted things to be born there that people could then carry with them mm-hmm. and work together on for um, for the rest of the year and beyond. Great. looks uh, It's like a catalyst for something to actually take shape and, and maybe continue on. Yeah, that's So where can people go to sign Yeah, so you can visit our Facebook event page um, at Education Incubator or EDU Incubator. Uh, You can also visit our website, um, and our newsletter has the information. Again, we're at Halawi Nanamaka Pa'akea tomorrow night, 6 to 8 p.m., um, and our event is on Facebook. Sounds good. I'll put that up on our show notes for later on tonight. Thanks, Mickey, for joining us. Thank you. And we'll take a short break. And when we return, we'll be joined by Lilia Marin and Alec Wagner from Purple Prize to talk about moving through the connection phase. And, of course, this is Bite Marks Cafe. 
Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk show programming. Mahalo to contributors Ekahi Health, Ulupono Initiative, and Impact Hub Honolulu Co-working. To have ongoing access to some of the best conversations on the planet, you know, very exciting to, to have a statewide conversation on an ongoing basis. I love hearing what's going on on, on the other islands. You know, it's not, it's not an interruption to my day to hear what's going on. I'm Dwayne Preble, and I'm a sustaining member of Hawaii Public Radio. Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe. Now joining us are Lilia Marin and Alec Wagner. Alec is a part of uh, Purple Maya and an organizer for the Purple Prize. And Lilia is um, a researcher and, of course, uh, in, and a graduate student in Hawaiian Studies over at UH Manoa and the creator of something called Aina Finda. And we'll find out more about that, but I want to welcome you both to Bite Marks Cafe. Thank I'm you, Bert. It's great to, uh, great to be back. And, uh, well, Alex, since you started off, I'm going to have you continue and tell us how has Purple Prize developed or evolved through this connection phase for the last couple of months? Well, it's exceeded my expectations. I, I mean, we started back on February 2nd uh, of this year, and originally we had 26 teams, mm-hmm. uh, 26 teams enter, and that was composed of just over 60 individuals. Um, and some of these individuals were in teams, some were just by themselves, uh, bringing skills to the table that they could share amongst each other. But um, but since then, that number has increased, um, and now we're up over 70, um, at 79 individuals participating in the Purple Prize uh, connections phase. So you still have, you still basically have the 26 teams, though, right? Yeah, uh-huh. uh, we've got all 26 of those teams, but the teams have grown. Um, and they've not only grown in size, but they've also grown in the robustness of the stuff that they're working on. So some of them proposed ideas as part of their applications. Um, but many of the others came in with without really an idea, but maybe a, um, a challenge that they wanted to address either mm-hmm. in, uh, in the culture or trying to use technology um, to amplify culture or doing something around technology entrepreneurship to address social and environmental concerns that we're dealing with today. And they have really, you know, taken their projects over the course or the, over the course of the last couple of months um, to a completely different level. Um, Lilia, who you'll hear from in a little bit, uh, is um, is working on an incredible project, and she can talk more about that. But there are several other teams who are doing incredible things and learning um, at at great rates, and they're learning about. Um, a number of different things. So we have we have during the connections phase eight workshops, and so far they've gone through three workshops, uh, four workshops, excuse me, two of which are were around Native Hawaiian values and sort of cultural starting points and uh, creating an understanding of their own identity so that they're able to bring their own identity and deal with others who have their own identities themselves. Um, and form and, and create solutions uh, around those other people with recognition for who other people are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, we've taken that uh, kind of internal or introspective look, and we've scaled it out to 
larger local problems and even global problems um, in figuring out what are the challenges we are facing socially and environmentally. Um, and can we address those through either the technologies that we've proposed or the, uh, the, or the products or businesses that we've proposed? Or should we be re-ideating or reiterating our design of our concepts and thinking about something that can create a greater impact um, and then we design thought. We got together and we had this incredible workshop that we partnered with IDEO and Elemental Accelerator. IDEO is a leading design firm. Um, and we, we just did some incredible things there. Um, all the participants showed up or many of the participants showed up and members of the community. Some of our mentors who are going to be mentors in the building phase um, also came. And they were able to collectively um, and collaboratively work together to further expand their ideas and look for even alternatives to their ideas that could be worth pursuing. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Now, Lelia, uh, I am very interested in how you got interested in actually participating in the Purple Prize. I mean, you know, before it was even, uh, let's say, a little spark of interest, I mean, what was it that that, kind of introduced the concept to you? Hi, Bert. Thanks for having me today. I really appreciate it. what sparked my interest um, to do Purple Prize was I uh, knew that we had something that was really special and I wanted a way for us to expand, um, to learn more from others. And so um, this was a way for us to um, to do that. So did um, you heard of Purple Prize before. I mean, like this is a, like a third year, right? I mean, have you been any uh, have any interest in previous years to perhaps participate i hadn't heard of purple prize until um we went to jocelyn's graduation and And jocelyn is jocelyn is my teammate um Uh for for the prototype that we created for my thesis and um so somebody had approached us and they were like oh you know i think you guys have a really great idea you guys should um, check out purple prize and at the time i was just trying to get through my thesis and so i was like oh yeah okay and we had heard about it again, and then we saw it on social media, and then finally Joss is like, you know what, I think we really need to um, apply and, and see what this is about. So we applied, and and here we are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, um, Alec, when you saw the applications come in, and then I know there were many applications, uh, did something sort of uh, spark your interest in, in this uh, particular team? Yeah, we had several, and I mean, I can't really uh, give you a full glimpse on what our applications mm-hmm. review process was like. Um, but I, yeah, I did have a chance to review uh, Lilia's application, um, and I was initially impressed by kind of the the fullness and the potential that their project had, uh, if it were to be designed and created in a way that. Um, you know, could be successful. They just needed kind of a launch pad. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially what the Purple Prize is. It's a launch pad for folks to, I mean, for folks who are doing or are interested in, um, like, I, I guess, originally, or I guess, uh, interested in using technology or business to um, to enhance or amplify Native Hawaiian values and culture and create, you know, scalable impacts. Um, they were one of the teams that I thought had a large amount of potential to be able to do that in the long run. So, Leah, can you tell me a little bit about the um, the, the the thesis and maybe what what was it about the thesis that you thought could perhaps be uh, reflected in an application? Yeah. So when I did my when I started grad school, I um, they they ask you if you want to be a plan A or a plan B, mm-hmm. and, and they're both 
great options. But for me, I wanted to do something that was going to be tangible for my community. I wanted a, a viable product that my community could have at the end of my thesis that they could have for themselves to read and to see what I've done. I didn't want to do something that was going to um, sit on a shelf. So in other words, you didn't want to have a written, let's say, thesis that was in some publication and people would have to search for it on the yeah, web? Yeah, I wanted something that I could be like, hey, mom and dad, or, you know, hey, friend down the street, come go check out what I did for my thesis. Mm-hmm. And um, and so one way to do that was to, at first I was going to create a website. And so then I was telling Jossie about my idea. And um, Jossie and I, we had been friends for a very long time. We danced hula together. That's how we met. I actually knew her cousin before I knew her. Um, we, I, met, I met her in like 2012 when I came over here and we were dancing hula together. Um, she was in fashion design and then, um, you know, she was doing some other things after that. And then when I went to grad school, I told her about this grand idea that I wanted to do a website. And she's like, and, and I told her, I, I wish I could make an app and I wish I could do all of these things. And she's like, I'm going to do that for you. And I was like, what? Are you serious? And she goes, yeah, I'm going to code that for you. And I was like, uh, okay. And the thing about Jossie is that I knew that she was going to create something really, uh, really well done because um, when I graduated from um, my first graduation, I had asked her to make a dress for me and she was in fashion design. She created this dress, but the seams that she made, like this dress is like unbreakable. It was like amazing. And so the detail and the amount of work that she did on a dress is kind of the same thing that she did with this prototype that we have. Um, she just did such an amazing job coding it. So when you said when we came here, or when you came here, where did you come here from? Oh, boy. Um, I was living in Kona for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm originally from Wailua, Kauai. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I was born and raised. And then I went to school at UH Hilo for a little while. Um, and then I took a break. I went to Kona. I went to go live life a little bit. And then I you know, took a look around at my community and my friends. And I was like, okay, I really need to go back to school. And I need to do something that's, I wanted to do something meaningful. And so that was my reason for going back to school. So if you were to uh, describe what Aina Finda does, <laughs> can you can you kind of articulate what it what it uh, actually delivers to the, the lay person that might be interested in using it? Um, so Aina Finda um, is based off of my thesis, but on the front end, um, right now it's created for Wailua Kauai because that's mm-hmm. where I'm from, and it's. Uh, embedded about it, it's uh, grounded in this concept of pico pico is the place that you resonate with most and so i am from wailua Kauai. that's the place i resonate with most so i thought it would only be fitting to do research for wailua Kauai. Mm-hmm. and so when you open up the prototype web app um, there are five dots that are on the map those five dots represent places of impact and so what places of impact are and i write about it in my thesis they're um they're tangible and intangible. So tangible um, is we go to them all the time. Um, it's physically. And intangible is also how about how we talk about these places because when you talk about a place, especially if you're not talking about it um, in the way that it uh, historically that is historically correct, mm-hmm. you're doing something that's more damaging to a place. Um, so when you go on websites, you'll see them all over the map. You'll see it everywhere. And so that's what those five dots are. They're places of quote-unquote impact. Um it's a term that I created in my thesis because um, I didn't want to put another dot on the map. I wanted to reclaim colonized places 
And I wanted to rebreathe the mo'olalo. I wanted to rebreathe life back into the aina by um, remembering uh, traditional, uh, remembering these traditional spaces um, through doing really detailed research. And so um, when you look at these five dots, um, you can either look on the apps. You can see historical photos on what the aina used to look like or you can read about it. And when you read about it, it's split up into three sections. So it has mo'olalo, it has historical accounts, and it has, um, at the very, very bottom, has the current narrative. So like how we see it today. Um, the mo'olalo part is embedded in um, deep research through its archival research. So I've gone to public archives to get this information. Um, and same thing with uh, the historical accounts. But what makes um, what I think makes this uh, app so special is that we've included the resources, the publicly, the public access, or the resources that you can get from places like um, state archives that are publicly accessible, and we've scanned them and we've made it available for the community. So if you don't believe me, you can read about it yourself <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at the art at the archives. But your app actually is able to consolidate a lot of those resources within the app? Well, yes. Yeah. So there's a resources page so you can go and you can actually, you, sh you will be able to go and click and read through the original document. Some of it's written in Hawaiian, some of it's in English. We also think what's really cool about it is that um, a lot of time Hawaiian history is kind of conflated into like one time mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. So you know, after Captain Cook, that's when Hawaiian history starts, but that's not necessarily true. Hawaiian history um, is very long and deep, and there's all this knowledge that's embedded in the aina, and so um, it's embedded in mo'olalo and in mele, and so um, we've included a lot of those mele and those mo'olalo in there, but we also wanted to include historical context, and so you can click on certain people um, within the historical section, so you can read about what was happening during that time and why they would have written about it in the, that way. I do want to find out a little bit more about uh, how people could use uh, the app, especially if this starts to expand into other areas. But we want to hold that thought. We'll be right back after this uh, short break to continue our conversation with uh, Lilia Marin and Alec Wagner about Purple Prize and the Purple Prize experience. And of course, with uh, we're talking about uh, uh, Ina Finda. And of course, this is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Wealth Jar, Kaiser Permanente, and PCAT, Pacific Center for Advanced Technology Training. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum, and if you're just joining us, uh, we're talking to Lilia Marin and Alec Wagner, and <clears throat> we're talking about... Uh, the building phase of Purple Prize, and we're kind of uh, focusing in on Lilia's application called Aina Finda. And, of course, right before the break, she was kind of sharing a little bit about how you might learn more about Wailua on Kauai, which is your kind of pico. But if I were to – in fact, I've always wanted to because, uh, you know, Alex has always challenged me about, you know, if I were to talk about my um, ahupua'a and Manana, and you know, I'd like to know a little bit more about it because that's actually kind of pro city. But you don't really find out stuff about the ahupua um, um, uh, You know, in terms of you know trying to read all about uh, Manana and, and looking at you know what are some of the historic sites and what 
did people do there prior to it being called Pearl City? How would that be potentially incorporated into the application? Yeah, so one of the, um, what we're trying to do is, um, so side note, right now we have this prototype up um, for our demo day. We were, we're, we're actually rebuilding uh, Ina Finda on the side from the ground up to create an actual app um, for the Purple Prize demo day. Um, but as we do this rebuild, one of the components that we'd like to include is a researchers and developers portal. So researchers who have all of this information that have done a lot of research about places like Manana, like where you're from, they're able to upload it through this researchers portal and so that we can put another dot on the map for mm-hmm, them to mm-hmm. read about these places and make it more accessible. Do you have an idea as to how you would encourage other places to perhaps get get added to your application? Um Maybe that's a little too, f- a little further down the down the t- down the timeline. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, one of the interesting things that's happening too during this connections phase is that I mean, a lot of a lot of these folks are um, are, are are starting their entrepreneurship journey, mm-hmm. um, and our constituents are first time entrepreneurs. Sometimes some are more experienced, um, but the I guess the collaborative effects um, of learning from each other, uh, you know, help them to articulate their value proposition and how they go forward as a business. But then also we have workshops during the connections phase to help with those things. Um, so on April twenty seventh. We'll have a um, a workshop around business and social enterprise fundamentals that will address value proposition and address some of these marketing things. Um, but it seems to me that uh, kind of the next step um, for them getting more users is around first identifying who I, the individual users are, but then also figuring out um, how do we pull them in or how do we pull people from outside that user circle or outside that user bubble um, to use our platform. So. You know, this is uh, the other thing I want to kind of quickly find out about uh, in terms of your experiences. Were there some weekends or some workshops or some types of presentations that, uh, you know, the team at Purple Prize put together that was really kind of inspirational to you? Oh, for sure. I mean, start right from the get go, everything has been so amazing with Purple Prize. Um, I'm really stoked that we started. Um, being on the Aina, so the first place we went to mm-hmm. was Pai Pai Oheia, um, and then we went to Kakoivi up the uh, up, up the road, and we could see how those two entities work together as one. Um, but what was really beneficial to me personally, because I'm I'm not the coder, Jocelyn is the coder. Um, I'm just developing this web app, but we I'm I'm learning about um, UX UI. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of the things we did in the last workshop um, about. Uh, user interface and um, all of that stuff. And so one of the the activities that they had us do was they had a piece of paper and they said, okay, come up with your, like, come up with, make up up a person. And who who is this ideal person that you would want to use your app? So what what does he look? They said draw. I was like, draw? But yeah, you had to draw the person about how old you think they are. um, What what are their fears? What are their needs? And so I ended up creating like four of these. Um, but for me, I think it really helped me focus on uh, this. It's helping me focus on this um, researcher, de- researchers and developers portal that we're currently creating. Where, where do you see uh, the development going beyond, I guess, beyond this uh, connection phase? Uh, for Aina Finda? Yeah. Um, well, ideally, we would like more researchers. We, we would like to have more people um, in- 
uh, upload their research to this site um, so that we would have more of these dots all over the map. And at the same time, what was really cool about um, how this, sorry, I need to back up real quick. So what was really cool about how they um, created uh, this, uh, how Jossie created this web app was she created this API, this is shared coding. And the shared coding um, allows us to uh, connect researchers to developers to create more indigenous apps like Aina Finda. Well, that's really cool. So where can people find out more about uh, the different uh, teams that are coming up through the Purple Prize? Yeah, you can find out about Lilia's project and the other 25 projects that are going through the Purple Prize. You can just send an email uh, over to purple purple my uh, or excuse me purple prize at purple my, uh, dot org or um, you can go on to social media and check us out there. Okay, thank you very much. And uh, Lilia Marin is the uh, researcher and Hawaii St- uh, Hawaiian Studies graduate student over at UH Manoa, creator of Aina Finda. Alec Wagner is the organizer for Purple Prize. I want to thank you both for both for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Mahalo nui. <laughs> and thank you for listening to Bite Mars Cafe. Join us next week when we will talk to the Institute for Astronomy and kick off the spring pledge drive. If you miss any part of this edition, you can find a podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to email me at bitemarks at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at bitemarks. Our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HPR One every Wednesday or via the HPR app, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. You stay awesome and we'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe. Good